So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the day Roger first publishes famous thesaurus. Then on Tuesday, we say happy birthday, Mr. Potato Head. On Wednesday, the extraordinary stories of the child soldiers who fought in the American Civil War. On Thursday, how King James changed the word of God. And on Friday, what did spam emails look like in 1978? We discuss this and more on Today in History with the retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Before we start the final show of the year, it is time for a victory lap for the Carfection Film Club. This week, these guys broke into a toy store and built a racetrack. Phil, what is this about? Well, it's almost impossible to guess from the title. It's our Carfection buddies. Drew Stern and Alex Goy, who broke into, not broke into, I'm sure they got permission, to go into a Toys R Us, and they uh, wanged around a toy shop on these little scooter driving cart things. This is actually a series of films that Carfection have done. They've got, broke into a Toys R Us and built a racetrack, they've broken into a Debenhams and built a car wash, <laughs> they've gone to Top Man and built a garage. Terry, this has had over 17 million views. How does that compare to your attempt to do a Formula One in a shopping trolley? We didn't even ask Morrisons if we could use their shopping trolley. Just put a pound in and off it went. They got free advertising. What, Morrisons? Yeah. Yeah, they'll be next. Thank you. That was our Carfection Film Club. Go check it out now. We have linked to the video in the show notes. Carfection, for the love of cars. Welcome to For Formula One Sakes, official review of the year. It's like autocourse, but in audio form and with a few more uses of the word c- Can we use that that early on? Yeah, start as we mean to go on. Welcome to For Formula One Sakes, official review of the year, the 2020 of F1 podcasts. I mean, literally and figuratively. Welcome to For Formula One Sake, the F1 podcast that can't believe Lewis hasn't gotten in there yet. I mean, how many times does Bono have to tell him? It's like he just doesn't get the message. What are you are you talking about sex? Get in there, Lewis. He says it to him all the time and he never gets in there. It's not about so, anal sex. It can be. Get in there, Lewis. <laughs> Welcome to For Formula One Sake's official review of the year. Like 2020, we will spend a large portion of this podcast weeping in our own bedrooms and queuing. Yeah, yeah I mean the, the weeping in the bedrooms I can see because, you know, just recording this. Usually tears. Tier two in my case. All right. Mm. Welcome to For Formula One Sake's official review of the year, and the verdict is... Except for the racing. But was the racing enough to stop the general shit show? <laughs> I don't think any racing would be that good. I'm Chica Reds, and today from the country that everyone loves to hate and shut off international shipping and travel from, we are going to talk about everything that happened in 2020. Actually, no, not everything just stuff about Formula One. There will be coronavirus and then the week after coronavirus at the same track but with a different name and explosions. Plus, everyone's favourite special guest is here. Then we will reveal our man of the match of the year of driving. That is all to come. Joining me is a motoring journalist who is a DIY expert now. It is Phil Tromans. Hi, everyone. Yes, it's me. And yes, I am. I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but, you know, lockdown's happening again. It's probably going to happen for a while. So I've been fixing up the house um, and 
bought myself a new drill and I mounted a TV to the wall. So, you know, I guess I'm a pretty pretty handy kind of guy now. So what kind of drill did you buy? I bought a uh, DeWalt combi drill, which is uh, mm. a bit of bit of screwdriver, bit of bit of normal drill, bit of hammer drill. And I also bought a uh, 10 mil masonry bit to uh, put my TV on the wall. Did you use one of those like brackets for the TV or did you just drill right through the screen? <laughs> <laughs> one big bolt right through the middle. You'll be able to hear more about it in my uh, forthcoming DIY podcast. What's Fucking it called? Masonry. <laughs> Alongside him is a man who is his Achilles tendon. It is Terry Saunders. It's not very Christmassy, but I went for a long run on Sunday. Did a 10 miles. Thank you very much. Did another run today. Halfway through, my Achilles tendon started hurting. I ignored it. Now I'm in fucking agony. Yeah. Well, you did the right thing. Everyone knows that if you get pain while exercising, the best thing to do is just press through it. Well, I was miles away from home. And alongside him is a man who has been breaking travel bans all over the world. Or has he been commentating from his sofa again? He will never tell. Why? It's our special guest, Jack Nichols, from Off of the Radio. Yeah, I'll never tell. I will never reveal the commentator's It's kind of like the magician's code. Like, you, you don't tell the secrets to other people. That's what I think, anyway. Or I just don't talk to people who are interested. Do all the commentators live in the same house? No. Oh, but if they did. No, I think that would be uh, that would be an annoying house, I think. A, a house full of commentators <laughs> would be very annoying and just lots of chatter. He's going for the milk. <laughs> yeah, yes. Do all the commentators get on? Do you, do you know all the other commentators? Or is it like Anchorman? Um, no, I don't think it's like Anchorman. I, uh, Crofty was very nice to me. I, my career started because Crofty didn't want to do a... GT race in China he wanted to do the darts so they needed someone to do the GT race in China so I got that and then my first race was with Five Live obviously he used to be on Five Live so he gave me plenty of advice and we you know we're not like best mates but we chat and that's fine Ben Edwards uh, I think I get along very well with and I like Alex Jakes actually he's a nice he's a nice guy I think we get along so no you know what I think it's all all right. Well, I think we've got all the dirt that we were looking for. Chica, have you got anything? Uh, thanks uh, very much, guys. Yeah, yeah, You're thanks, welcome. Jack. Thank you. Bye. I have been isolating for four days oh. um, because the Test and Trace app told me, got me a little alert saying, you have been in contact with someone, therefore you must stay at home and isolate for four days. Why four, four? days? I thought it was like I have 10. no idea why. So I am uh, confined to barracks for one more day and then I've done my four days. That's so well, you know. I'm just doing yet. what I'm told. I got a notification that I've got to isolate for 16 years. So, <laughs> wow! <laughs> but that was from us. That was on the WhatsApp. Oh, is that different? Yeah, um. that was just us saying stay away. <laughs> right, we'll get listeners corner going later on with some red hot Q and A action. But firstly, let's quickly skim through the news that has happened since the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Alexander Algorn has joined the list of drivers humiliatingly demoted from Red Bull, but not even to AlphaTauri, but instead, he's a reserve driver. I mean, this is quite bad, isn't it? He didn't even get to AlphaTauri. He's just lost in the nether regions of reserve driver duties. That's, that's going to hurt. It's not even this Formula is, E. Some people are saying, this, you know, he's still in F1, so this is good. This is not good. How, how is he going to show anything that will get him back into... A race seat if he's not doing if he's just standing at the back of the garage wearing headphones 
what he's going to be making Perez go and visit his mum next year in coronavirus <laughs> laden Mexico several times. Oh, your mum's on the phone. She's not well. You better go. It, his only go. hope is to is to to try and be the next Nico Hulkenberg and be available to jump in any seat that becomes available when more drivers are inevitably sick. Yeah, but Nico so, so what that. reserve is he? He's reserve at Red Bull. He's the okay, test and so reserve stand at the back driver who. So if um, Verstappen got corona then he'd be in he'd be the first well i mean if there's one thing if there's one thing we know from this year is if if you're a reserve driver doesn't necessarily mean that you're the reserve driver it means that you're the reserve driver but they'll probably get somebody else in so i would imagine that if verstappen is sick they'll get sergio perez in both cars i think red bull have finally taken a sensible decision i think it's i think it's good i mean how good Sergio Perez is against the top line driver like Verstappen we'll wait and see but I think that look Albon and also Gasly were never Red Bull's first choices you know I don't think they ever really thought they'd be challenging Verstappen but they hoped they'd be a little bit closer and I think this will the Perez thing will just end the situation once and for all really because yeah okay Gasly yeah okay Albon okay Kvyat but Perez is such a known quantity that if you put him in that second car and he's two or three tenths off Verstappen, you go, yeah, okay, fine. But if he's six tenths off, then you're like, well, no, something is actually fundamentally wrong at the team. So I think it's almost like a good uh, test bed to use a, you know, a, a standard part. What's the word I'm looking for? Like a benchmark. He's a really good benchmark. I a think benchmark. Yeah. The problem with Aaron Jackson yeah. on this podcast is his insight is just too good. It makes us look shit. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. Yeah, but that's why I like coming on because it makes me feel good because normally, normally I'm alongside people who know more than me. So it's great. It's just working its way down. Next time when you go on a podcast with Missed Apex, you know how I feel. Yeah. Oh God, we've is... got the Missed Apex thing only and you've done it. That's cheeky. <laughs> in the spirit of Christmas cheer, like the First World War in the trenches and the playing playing football mm. i wasn't going to mention how shit mistake are this week <laughs> it is a lot like the first world war isn't it um how how do you think perez will get on in comparison to to gasly and Albon? because it it, it it would disappear that he's going against a very good driver in a very tricky car i think he'll do better than Albon and gasly because i don't think that Albon and gasly were necessarily superstars coming up through the ranks and I think Perez has a bit more experience but I don't expect him honestly I don't expect him to do much better I think if he's on average two or three tenths away from Verstappen then that'll be about right I don't think he'll be as close as Ricardo was for example because you have to remember we've had nine years of thinking well no we've had eight years of thinking Perez is a solid driver suddenly he's up against Lance Stroll and everyone thinks he's the greatest racing driver of all time and he has to have a top seat in Formula One no I know but yeah, like I that's the kind the of narrative isn't it whereas suddenly he's become amazing because he's got a bad teammate when he was the same as Hulkenberg beaten by Ocon in qualifying <coughs> I don't know I, I he'll be he's a better option for Red Bull but he's, he's won one for every 190 races he's competed in I don't know why everyone's so so down on him he's clearly <laughs> got got talent um what does this mean though for the for the Red Bull Academy it doesn't really say much about them does it or the young drivers program whatever the hell they're calling it now well, well, there isn't exactly. a Red Bull Academy, is there? That's the thing. Whatever they call it now is because it doesn't really exist. So it Has doesn't really matter, anyone? I don't think. Has it just fizzled into nothing? That was a project that didn't really work, didn't it? Is that what the Alfa Tauri fashion brand is? It's just drivers <laughs> Drivers <laughs> in the Red Bull Academy are just like shelf stacking in a shop in Italy. It's just so models now. It's, now. it's now Zalzburg's next top model. They're all very fit. 
they are. Yeah. So Perez is going to be given his biggest chance since being given his biggest chance in a ship McLaren as he is confirmed to be driving behind Verstappen next year. But how far behind? Well, I mean, we've just touched on it, but uh, yeah, I, I'm te- I tend to agree with Jack because uh, because <laughs> why wouldn't I? Uh, he's he's going to be a bit behind. He's going to be a bit behind, but not as far behind as before. And I actually wonder if he's now basically set for the rest of his career. Like he, Red Bull have got no other options, at least at the moment. Surely he all he has to do is not be utterly shit, and they'll just happily keep him there as a number two driver for as long as they want, and as long as Verstappen stays there. Yeah, I think, yeah, as long as Verstappen stays there, he's going to be like the David Coulthard, the Mark Webber, the Daniel Ricciardo, you know. There was always a bit of a Red Bull shit driver. It's back to traditional Red Bull. But, well, will Verstappen stay? That's the thing. Because if, if Red Bull don't pin their, pull their finger out, and well, probably not next year, but 2022, is he going to hang around? No. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Jack, Chica, thoughts? Well, where else is he going to go? Like, all of this time you go... Verstappen's got to be leaving Red Bull. What's going to happen with the engine? But there's no better option. Like you say, 2022, maybe McLaren emerges, heroes or Re- Alpine get their shit together. But at the moment, you, you can't go anywhere other than other than Red Bull at the moment. Lewis gets Sports Personality of the Year award. Now everyone is asking if he's up for a knighthood or if he'll even place in our Man of the Match of Driver of the Year. I mean... Were you surprised when he won? Uh, no. But nor did, what did I you think really of his care. What did you think of his outfit? I didn't see it. What oh, was he, he wearing? Lovely. He looked lovely. What did he wear? He was wearing sort of a, a high neck um, uh, jacket. Love bites. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. In which case, I take that back. Filth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I mean, it's always just a bit of a weird award, and I think the only reason people take it seriously is it's because it's, it's on the BBC because it's their gig. Is it? I think it's one of those things that used to be more important in the eighties when there was nothing to do on a Sunday night, <laughs> but now there's Netflix. Who gives a shit? Yeah, it should I'm be not, the Netflix Sports Personality of the Year award. I'm not all that bothered. It, you know, it gave a chance for the racists to show themselves on Twitter again, I suppose, and all the people who went, oh, it's just driving a car around. But I don't know enough about the other sports covered to really judge whether he's... I mean, he's done incredibly well in F1, but I have He's no done idea. better at F1 than anyone else has done in golf. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't follow golf. Don't say that. <laughs> has anyone else won eight golf... Uh, seven eight golfs. golfs. Eight golfs. <laughs> eight golfs. Seven golfs, however many T- golfs Tiger are. Woods. He's not British, though, is he? That's the only golf person I know. He's not British. <laughs> well, this is, he uh, this is the thing. He, he, is, he, is, he is the greatest British sports person of all time, to my mind. Okay, some people say Whoa. Steve Redgrave, but no, like... Mansell. <laughs> what, Mansell? <laughs> some people say Steve Redgrave, and I know I'm just going to sound like one of those people when I say rowing's just rowing, but like... Wow. Also, it's once every four years... It's not an... El- no, hang on, how to phrase it? It's not a sort of global sport, is it, rowing? It happens at the Olympics. There's some world championships, but it's not on the scale of Formula One. To have oh, Hamilton yeah, because they the haven't got gr- engines. <laughs> <laughs> they sound better. I'd be, I'd be up for watching rowing Grand Prix if they just flooded a few racetracks and sent, sent, the, sent the rowers around for, like I don't know, five laps. Fast It'd as be you so can. safe, wouldn't it? With a compulsory oh, pit stop and refueling. 
brilliant. Anyway, yeah, the point is, I, I, I don't care about Sports Personality of the Year. Well done. I hope he likes the trophy. Uh, and hope he gets rid of his love and, I'm not sure. Does anyone outside of the UK care? No. 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 But that's like, but that's got, well, that's got nothing to do with anything. That's like saying no one should care about Strictly because no one outside the UK cares about the winner of Strictly. Like, well, Finally, we're on the same page. Strictly. Yes, no I completely agree. Nobody Strictly. should care about Strictly. <laughs> so, Marzipan is still in for 2021. What does he do to have to... Sorry, what does... I've just been told that my self-isolation finishes in two hours. Yay. Woo! <laughs> what does he have to do to get out of this? One of the drivers in one of the series cheated during one of the virtual e-sports races Daniel about six Apt. months ago. Daniel Apt, that was it. And he lost his DTM drive. Um, Formula which E. Which was a pretty big deal because... Was it Formula E? Whatever it was. Yeah. One of the You're other all series over the facts here. F1. <laughs> yeah. So, I anyway. feel, let, let me paraphrase. Just, I think it was Daniel Apt was in the e-racing and he lied about it and then he got kicked out of his Formula E drive, I believe. That's right. Daniel Apt was... Uh, <laughs> fucking hell, my expensive chair has just collapsed and I can't move it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up a minute, back up a minute. Your expensive chair. chair is just broken. <laughs> it's just shot backwards for no reason. And now I can't move it back again. Can you remind us all how much that chair cost, Phil? It's 500 quid. 500 pounds. <laughs> you know the chair that I found outside? That never broke. <laughs> Do you still have was it? From a do- it, was a, it was doctor surgery, that one, wasn't it? Yeah. That was there a grim story. I remember listening to that, thinking this is this is un. As far as Terry goes, this is pretty unpleasant. I only had a minor rash on my lower back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Daniel Apt got booted out of Formula E because he cheated in his eSport race. Uh, and if I'm right in thinking, he's got quite a bit of money behind him. He's got a big name behind him, and all he did Apt. was cheat at eSports. Marzipan has sexually assaulted somebody on camera and broadcast it all over the place and it's not the first time he's been a weapons grade bell end and apparently he's still keeping his drive uh lewis hamilton has you know wears a human rights slogan and the fia literally changed the rules so he can't do it again this is bollocks isn't it i mean is there any way mm-hmm. of justifying this other than money Jack, what's the official bbc line <laughs> <laughs> look i i personally am uh, in agreement with you overall the way it's I believe it'll probably work is Mazepin drives for the team next year then 2022 Mazepin's dad buys the team and Hass is saved and there's another dad owned team on the grid that's the sort of way that the future looks to be panning out so what we're saying here is Hass have to make the decision that if they don't go with Mazepin the team might fold and that is the very uncomfortable and difficult truth of the situation now i'm not saying that they shouldn't sack him because of that or they should sack him because of that or or any of that because it's you know that's i'm not going to comment on what they should or shouldn't be doing but those are kind of the realities of the situation which make it probably a very difficult decision and a difficult subject and topic to to deal with if this was um someone they'd hired to be a driver, you know, if it was Magnuson or Grosjean, then yeah, probably gone straight out the door and rightly so. But they're taking their whole team's existence into account when they're choosing whether or whether not to, to get rid of him, if that's what they are deciding. 
So I reckon, in that case, if they need to get some more concrete evidence, surely the best thing to do is entrapment and have <laughs> Gunter Steiner just dress up in a very short skirt and just what, film it. Again, and then that'll be the first episode of next year's Netflix. Series. Oh, I can't wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds absolutely what the amazing. What are you fucking doing to me? <laughs> it seems to me that uh, it's a ve- it's a very good point that you know, with the, potentially the jobs of thousands of people. I wish it was all as simple as we want it to be. Don't get me for, wrong. Uh, I wish for, it was. Uh, at the end of the day, if you're going to carry on, and if you're pinning your good name on your team, as Haas is, it's literally named after the guy who 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 owns the team. If they don't get rid of him. This is going to stick forever. He's never going to get rid of this. Uh, it's basically giving carte blanche to, frankly, appalling behaviour. And it's not the first time that, A, Mazepin's done it. You know, everyone was saying he was a bit of a twat before any of this happened. And it's not even the first time Haas have had been involved with somebody who's, frankly, a bit despicable. You remember Santino Ferrucci a couple of years ago? No. Already they're getting a really, really shitty name, which I don't think is going to do them any favours, even if they do manage to stay around. Tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at For F1's Sake or find us on Facebook where we're For F1's Sake or email us at wrong at ff1s.com. And thank you to everyone who has donated booze to this final blowout podcast of the year via the medium of PayPal. They are Jeffrey Light, who says, thanks for getting our minds off this horrible year. And making it worse. Thanks, Jeffrey Light. For making light of the situation. Because we did get another message from Jeffrey Dark, who just didn't like what we did at all. <laughs> Somehow we made the year worse, he said. James Hinson. James Hinson. There's nothing we can do with that. Mm. That might be the most ordinary. Uh, sorry, James. Thank you for the beer. Jason Weber. Jason Weber. I have a Weber barbecue and it's brilliant. So thank you, Jason. Well, we've got there's two Webbers. In Formula One, you got Mark Webber, double B, but yeah. this is a single B, which yeah. is like Vili Weber, who is Michael Schumacher's odd manager. Yeah. Oh, could be his son, could be the guy behind the barbecue empire. Could be Jason Weber, who manages Mick Schumacher. <laughs> could, I mean, could be. Is that Was that German or racist? It's both. Okay. It's like Muppet Babies version. Is it? Is there a yeah. theme song? Muppet Babies, it's Mick Schumacher and Jason Weber. They're trying to recapture. Actually, no, because Muppet Babies wasn't about their children, was it? It was them as younger kids. Yeah, it doesn't work. It was a baby Kermit, and it doesn't work. No. Anyway, thank you, Jason. Sorry, it doesn't work. So we'll have to send your payment back. We're not sending your payment back. And with his first payment, Jack Nichols. The golfer. <laughs> <laughs> Did you send us some money for beer, Jack? I don't think so. Now I think my bank account's been hacked. I think it was the golf. It was a lot of money, so. (laughs) (laughs) Cut the stuff out, but me slagging off golf earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Plus Bryce Davies, Andrew Cunningham and Jason R. Bradley for their latest monthly donation. Why not join them while we're in the off-season? Just head to ff1s.com forward slash pint, pint, pint. Okay, listen up, sheeple. You know the drill by now. We are going to go through the races one by one and try and remember our rememberings. There'll be facts and insight, and me and Terry and Phil are here too. First off, the Australian Grand Prix. The winner, 
COVID-19. This raid didn't happen because of some COVID idiots super spread their way into Australia. Anyway, Jack, how was that experience? It was um it was uh it was quite odd really to be honest with you because we flew there and I landed I think on the Wednesday morning. And there were honestly when we flew it was like not really didn't feel like much of a big deal. And then on the Wednesday I spent the day uh on the beach pretty much sort of maybe having a beverage or two or wandering around Melbourne, I can't remember. Then on the Thursday, there were some kind of whispers that, oh, some McLaren people have, are being tested and it might be in the paddock. So me and uh, Jolie and Palmer decided not to go in the paddock at all and to go back down to the beach again on the Thursday. <laughs> on the Thursday night, it all sort of kicked off when it turned out that they were tested positive. So then we had to stay up all night reporting that news. And then the Friday morning, the Grand Prix was cancelled. So we went down to the beach again so honestly i had three days on the beach in melbourne to be perfectly honest and then flew back on the on the friday night it was very strange and it was very um it was the scariest that covid was for me right because you didn't know anything about it and then suddenly you're flying back on the plane and you're convinced you've got you know you get a bit of a dry throat when you're flying on a plane and so i would wake up on this flight back from australia convinced i had covid and i'd start to worry about it then you'd start to sweat and you think oh i've got COVID. so it was a very surreal experience and it seemed like the only option was to not race, but there were people there who wanted to race, which was really, really quite perplexing, I suppose. At that point, what did you think was going to happen in terms of the rest of the season and the following races and stuff? Did you have any idea or was it was it quite unclear? No, I mean, we had as much idea as anyone else, really. We thought that China was obviously looking... Uh, dodgy for a Grand Prix. Vietnam was looking dodgy. But we thought if Australia happened, then Bahrain would happen. And then we'd miss China and uh, Vietnam and then come back for Monaco, to be honest. I thought we'd be back Monaco, Spain time in May. Palmer didn't think we'd have anything for the rest of the season. But, you know, in a shocking turn of events, he has a bit of a miserable outlook on life. Um, and uh, and so uh, so yeah so I, I thought Monaco Spain time we'd be back on the road but alas did you at least get the air miles uh, I don't really do air miles to be perfectly honest with you because I tend <clears> to buy my own flights so I just get the cheapest ones and so I go different airlines all the time so I don't really have many air miles as a sad I mean as one you. as one seasoned traveller to another Jack always get the air miles even if nothing else, Why? you can get a pair of headphones. Air Mars don't get you anything. Yeah, they don't get you anything. They get you the loads of stuff. These head- I got these ever. headphones I'm wearing now, the wireless noise-cancelling headphones, completely on Air Miles. For I'm free. I'm about to get a load completely of booze. Free. Yeah, you get them anyway. Yeah, but not free. It's not free because you flew lots of places. And, I, and I you know paid you, more you, you to start- fly with that with that company. You pay more to fly with the company you're going to get the Air Miles for. So you'll pay like 100 quid extra for a flight. You do that for no, five flights. Exactly. You could have just have- bought the headphones. But I have you should a- just buy the fucking headphones, Phil. You just get you kept telling me whether you're flying year. with them. If you're flying, if you're flying dozens of times a year, you eventually fly with the same people multiple times. And even if it just gets you a, you know, a little, you're a little just going time. against what you just said, Phil. No, but Phil, you yeah, you were telling is, no, me last year in the pub, you just kept saying, "Oh, I'm going to just take a flight to Scotland and back just so I can get some headphones." And I was like, "That's bad for the environment, man." <laughs> no, I don't, that's I don't, disgusting, I Phil. I, I that's disgusting. I didn't go anywhere really? to get the headphones. <laughs> you're all twisting my words, bloody journalist. Wait. The point is, Australia was a shit show. And at this point, 
surely F1 was ruined. So, well, this is a point I think we'll bring in a listener question. Harvey Graham Green said 2020 would have been proper shit if they hadn't got this season done. I disagree. It was proper shit anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Just had some good racing in it. If you're presenting a Formula One podcast, you're not supposed to be like, didn't really care very much about it. Oh, but come on, people that listen to this podcast now know that I don't like Formula One. (laughs) (laughs) It was... Uh, at best, it's something I endure. <laughs> oh, come on. This was, you know, 2020, garbage as a year. But the race, it's been a good season. And, you know, I'm sure we'll I dip agree. into why. But uh, all, all we needed was a global pandemic. The Austrian Grand Prix. And we were back in July. Lights out and away they went. And we enjoyed an afternoon of 61 non-event laps. But then, after a safety car restart, Hamilton shoved Alban, who got a grid penalty and Bottas won. Leclerc got P3 and Norris came home in third. Jack, even for a few minutes, did you forget what else was going on? It was actually really nice to have the racing cars back. It was really, really nice because I'd done a lot of the e-sports stuff. So I'd carried on commentating, but then it was like, oh, this is real life. And I love the e-sports and I race the e-sports, but having it back in real life was great. But what was interesting for me with this Austrian Grand Prix, and this is a bit of a spoiler if people don't know what happened in the 2020 Formula 1 season, but it was literally the only time, apart from Abu Dhabi, where Bottas beat Hamilton in a sort of fair fight, which was quite remarkable, which set up the season to be quite exciting, but then it wasn't. Well, it was, just not for those reasons. Um, Let's talk about the e-racing for a minute, because that was a big thing over the you know the, the nerds finally got to take over the castle <laughs> it was or good. probably some some dungeons and dragons analogy they all threw their fucking dice and <laughs> oh it's oh he's got three power if you drive around with jack villeneuve um <laughs> what you what? didn't watch it did you i watched you... like three races and i was disappointed all the time they were good why didn't you like him the commentary was excellent I was going to say, like you know I the did these, moves, right? I don't like the way the camera moves around the car. It's not realistic. The car kind of jerks around. Like, it's not, it's just, if they can just fix that. I'll so it's the camera there. work. That was the problem. Yeah. So if, so if they got, I mean, that's why we don't, that's why we slag off F1 a lot is that the camera work isn't good enough. You did an entire video I don't video like Fool of One either. They <laughs> <laughs> can just fix the fucking cameras. I'd watch all of these sports. I tell you what's watch- got good cameras, fucking rowing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was good. I enjoyed it, considering they, you know, let's be honest, there was an element of them cobbling it together to fill a void. But I thought under okay, those circumstances, for fuck's sake, they confession, did well. I really got into it. I fucking loved it. Right? Oh! <laughs> I discovered who Jimmy Broderick was, and I subscribed to his channel. And I watched him religiously, and I cried when he talked about fucking his family issues. And I'm just like, who the fuck am I? <laughs> Hate this fucking movie. Hate it. Do you mean Jim Broadbent, the actor? Yeah. He's good, isn't he? Jimmy Broadbent. Jimmer. I love him. Yeah. We saw all the classic YouTube people racing against footballers for some reason. Why did they bring the footballers in? I never quite understood that. The, the racing drivers I got, the esports drivers I got, and then they just brought in footballers. And the thing like a golfer. That I loved. The thing that I love most about the whole e-racing debacle of earlier this year was Jacques Villeneuve doing a race with a controller. <laughs> that was very good. Yes, he did. He just had an Xbox controller on his laptop, didn't he? And he was Everyone good, else wasn't is he? In these, he was. You think it wasn't he on the podium or something? 
Everyone else commentates yeah, that it was, massive it was so mix. Jacques Villeneuve. <laughs> uh, tremendous. I presume you then slagged everybody else off and released a folk record or something. <laughs> the Bluetooth woes. I've got the Bluetooth. <laughs> Is that one of his songs? But in French. Bled. Oh, what's tooth in French? Don't. Don't. <laughs> there you go. The jokes write themselves. <laughs> <laughs> the Styrian Grand Prix. Same track, less excitement. Mercedes won and Ferrari wished they hadn't turned up. What happened Bill? in this? I can't even remember. I don't know. Nothing, that's why. Nothing. Yeah, was it rubbish? Was this at the point where we were like, oh, doing, a, doing the same race on the same track, what were we expecting to happen? Is that, uh, exactly. that happened? Jack, yeah. I, have, I have a technical question. So were you... For these races, you you weren't there, were you, Jack? No, were we you? weren't allowed to go to any of them. And even if we had been allowed, I think we still wouldn't have because even if you could go and sit in the commentary box, you weren't allowed in the in the paddock and you weren't allowed to sort of speak to the drivers other than on a Zoom call, which you can obviously do from wherever you are. So there were a lot of... Uh, most of the journalists and uh, commentators were remote, I think, uh, Crofty was the only one on site. How was it being at home? Did you prefer it? I was in a studio, uh, so it wasn't just in my house. And mm. uh, it was... Uh, I didn't prefer it. You prefer to be at the track. But if being at the track means you're in your own little bubble at the track, then it's pointless. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's really not worth yeah. going if you're just going to be in a bubble at the circuit. So... Overall, it was I was fine with not going. I missed it. I miss not going to a. I went to Goodwood in September or October, I think it was, just so that I had been to a race car event in 2020. Because otherwise, uh, well, a petrol race car event. Because obviously, I did Formula E. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's not, uh, not real racing. Another, other, no, <laughs> and otherwise, it would have been the first time like since I was 10 that I hadn't been to a motor race all year. So weird, weird stuff. Wow. It wasn't even a Missed Apex karting event that you could have come to. <clears throat> no, no, exactly. Or one that you were invited to anyway. Although wow. me and Chica would have been good at this year's... <laughs> me and Chica would have been really good at this year's Missed Apex event because we stayed so far behind the rest. <laughs> We'd have been yeah, isolating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Social distance. Just keeping our distance, guys. Just keeping our distance. The question I wanted to ask was, is your memory of these races this year different to normal years in terms of recording what happened at the races because like from a from a podcaster who doesn't like formula one i can't remember what happened at any of the races but for you jack being a professional if we say steering grand prix do you have accurate memories of it or do you have to go oh which one was that again it's a bit vague i think especially ones where you get the two together when you know when you have two in austria and styria they blur a little bit I think everything else is kind of all right. The boring ones don't stick out. So like Hungary coming up next, I don't really remember what happened there. But overall, I think each race this year, and I think we were quite lucky actually with, with the, exactly. But I think each race this year had something quite unique about it. Even if it was boring, something odd or weird or unusual happened at, at many of them. So hopefully my recollection is okay, but we'll find out over the next three hours. 
I mean, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> we, we'll, probably, we'll probably listen to this back and go, oh, yeah, we thought we'd probably talk about Sakir and not mention Grosjean or something like that. But um, <laughs> it wasn't even Sakir, was it? It was the first one. There you go. There's the <laughs> entire problem. Um, was there anything particularly notable about? It was business as usual with Steering Grand Prix where Hamilton won again, wasn't it? Uh, did he mm-hmm. win by a massive margin? I can't remember. Big margin. Eight, 13, eight, 13 eight, seconds. Eight. That was the end of Bottas 3.0 or whatever it was. Was it this year he did the to whom it may concern thing? Or was that last year? Well, he did it again. Yes. He, halfway he through the me. season, he won a race again, and he did the to whom it may concern. It's like, come on, Russia. we don't do this very often. Was it Russia? There we go. Yours yeah. faithfully. It's just a bit. <laughs> Dear sir or madam. <laughs> <laughs> For the attention he literally, of... He literally, yes. Yeah, he literally exactly paraphrased my letters to HMRC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we won't get in, we won't get into that and your your Monaco hangout. But uh <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't win sports personality of the year, I tell you. No, you wouldn't. And I can tell you for why. <laughs> you haven't got a personality. <laughs> the Hungarian Grand Prix. Back to Budapest for Hamilton to drive round and piss on everyone's dreams. But by now we'd lost all hope in Bottas. Leclerc was disappointed in himself and I thought the end of Raikkonen's career could finally be on the horizon. Adam Thomas said, how did Jack get the gig for commentating on marble racing throughout the year? Uh, It was just something one of the teams did. Uh, Virgin... They got together with this guy called Yellow's Marble Runs, which is actually quite a big thing. I'd never heard of it, but it was on... I think the league is now sponsored by Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. And so they asked me to do it, and I did it by myself, first of all. But I tell you, there was YouTube and social media outrage. Outrage, the first one I did, because I did it by myself. You replaced the voice of Marbled. Exactly. And so... Mm -hmm. Jack, this guy doesn't know anything about marble racing and I couldn't tell if the comments were taking the piss or not because, yeah, I don't know anything about, but there isn't anything to know about marble racing, wow. is there? It was really confusing. Okay. I don't know anything about just, just Formula just 2 roll. either. It doesn't stop you. <laughs> just yeah, so so then they had to bring Greg Woods on board and the two of us, in the end, made, a, made an all right fist of it. But I got more internet hate after the first marble race I did than, than a lot of the work I've done and I've done a lot of not great work <laughs> <laughs> uh, we wouldn't know about that kind of thing but uh, I mean how, how can you just are you just saying it's just rolling around in circles like you don't understand the the intricacies I mean these are athletes well see this is the thing I, I wasn't good at inheriting uh, or, or rather getting into this world where the marbles are real people I couldn't suspend my disbelief enough <laughs> to get to that level whereas greg can maybe you know he's he's a nice guy he's a clever guy he's a doctor but for some reason he's able to just live in this world where nothing's really real and pretends the marbles are real people and full credit to him for that i can't i can't do that i mean it's fair because i don't know how you can commentate on formula e and think they're real people If you could replace any of the Formula E drivers with a marble, uh, which marble would you pick, and why would it be one of the snowballs? I was gonna. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know any of the real mar. I don't know any of the like the real marble 
series at all. Oh my! But if God. I could replace Which one is... driver from Formula E to be a marble instead, oh, I don't know. That's a good question well, that was... I just asked myself, it... isn't it? It, it was is. weird because if I was to answer the question, I don't think I could name a Formula E driver. I bet you could name a couple of next year's Formula E drivers. Grosjean, <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> um, yeah. Albon, yeah, Kvyat, Kvyat, Bottas. No, no, no chance. Yeah. No chance. <laughs> well, do you think Bottas maybe is not gonna, by the end of the season? Do you think Bottas is going to be when he gets finally dumped from Mercedes? They're going to do a kind of slow glide into. You can lead the Formula E team. No, fuck off. <laughs> well, or will he go to like a midfield team? No. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think Bottas will go to Mercedes Formula E. I don't see that happening. I think what I don't see instead? him leaving Mercedes Formula One team. Honestly, I think. Well, whatever. Oh. I don't, I don't know. I think, not, not never, but I don't know. It, everyone goes, oh, Russell will be in for twenty twenty two, and yeah, maybe, but will that be Russell and Bottas together in twenty? No. I don't know. I think all this, or you don't think? No. Nah. How long do you think well, Hamilton's Hamilton sticking around for? As long well, as he can. Hasn't Toto done a three-year thing this week? So I reckon Hamilton's going to do three years. Three yeah. years, wow. And I mean, the only other thing would be that if he decides to go full-time on his music or full-time on his uh, fashion or full-time on his extreme e-racing, because now he's got Rosberg back as a rival again, maybe they're, maybe that's going to be the thing. They're going to be team leaders in that and try and make extreme e like a massive thing. Oh, I'm not going to watch that unless they kiss at the end. <laughs> well they might covid rules mm-hmm. notwithstanding um when is that is that next year when's that starting yeah it starts in march next year are, are you, you involved in it? on it <laughs> uh no i don't think i am going to be commentating on it to be honest with you because there's a lot of formula e sorry there's a lot of formula one clashes and uh yeah i don't think i'll be doing it oh, well, but it looks really cool i mean yeah i'm intrigued to see the i'll probably watch the first one to see if it's any good uh, much like I did with Formula E, in fact, and then I went away for a couple of years, then came back and Formula E was better. So you know, fair play. But no, um, fair, fair. you know, racing through the Amazon in off-road trucks could be interesting. Might not be. Don't know. We'll see. Anyway, that's that's our preview for Extreme E. Welcome to our new podcast. <laughs> You're nice and open-minded as usual. Could be good. Might not be. <laughs> yeah, hedging my I bets. I think it'll be shit. All right, there we go. <laughs> Perez was off with the Rona. Silverson had no fans and no action until tyres made things exciting. You heard me. Jack, why was Kvyat very, very distracted? Oh, Oh, that was a weird one, wasn't it? He had, uh, he had, he, it looked like a tyre failure, but he said, oh, I just got distracted and crashed and hit a concrete wall really hard but it was a tire failure i think they decided in the end and then science had one go and then uh, and then hamilton had one go but i can't remember what was he changing something on his steering wheel or something like that yeah he, he said he, he said he was just, yeah something on his wheel he was changing but he just the way he said it he was just very very he did he did seem to t- immediately take the blame for it which a is not a very racing yeah. driver thing to do mm. because they never do that they're like oh it was ericsson well, or whatever He's not a racing driver anymore, is he? Well, so it's fine. <laughs> not as far as we're concerned. Uh, but at the time he was. It was weird with the tyres, wasn't it? Because that's not the first time that Silverstone's had a load of tyres go. Was this the one where Lewis ended on three wheels? Yes. 
Oh God. That was that, good, yeah, that it? was quite good towards the end, wasn't it? But yeah, but wasn't it, oh, I, I want to say five years, six years ago, something like that, where the tyres all started going off again at Silverstone? Yeah, it was about 20, was it 13 or 11? One of those, I think. And was it that long ago? Well, it was, it was a while ago anyway. Um, yeah. What is it about Silverstone? Oh, I no, think you're right. I think, it, I think it happened a bit, sorry, I think you're right. I think it happened more recently as well. Well, there you go. It's happened numerous times. What is it about Silverstone mm-hmm. and tyres? It's not that, it's not that, is it like particularly hard tarmac i think it's the loads i think it's the the amount of load that the tires take through the fast corners as we all know silverstone the greatest grand prix track in the world and uh, and the tires do take a bit of a bit of a battering that's what everyone says is this a Brexit but, you know thing? maggots beckett's <laughs> curbs yeah <laughs> is this like what we're gonna this is part of the deal is that the Formula One cars are going to take fish out of Britain, <laughs> which yeah. is why the tyres are fucked because they're full of fish. The Fishering Waters Grand Prix <laughs> is just going to be the sixth race at Silverstone. Well, there's maggots and beckets. <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a good track. Uh, could use a little bit more undulation if you ask me, but you know it's a good track. Um, I can't remember anything about it. This is going to be a rubbish review. I can't remember anything about any of the races. Don't admit to it, Phil. No. I never do. Sometimes I don't watch the race. You wouldn't even know. Well, last, last year I went. Last year I went through all the YouTube highlights before, thinking, "Oh, that'll be super quick," and then forgot that there were like twenty-something races, and each one was seven minutes long. It took me hours to go through them. I spent most of the day going through them. This time, I've got a small child and a load of work to do. I haven't managed to do anything. So we're basically just relying on Jack to have forensic knowledge. I was on the race. Wikipedia page. For the I season. I text I text Harry and I was like I'm really stuck. I cannot remember anything that happened at all. And all you did was send me a link to Wikipedia <laughs> for F1 2020. And I was like, great. <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> I'm not right. I'm not joking. Sorry. I'm not joking. I'm just going to read it all the time. <laughs> oh, that's dangerous. I hope you double check the sources. Yeah, no, but it has a really nice the, the 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 table layout, the championship table layout is really good and easy to to look at a glance while you're commentating. Really good stuff. Well done, Wikipedia. Well, right. If yeah, anyone's I, listening, I do, whatever you do, do yeah. not go into Wikipedia just before a race weekend and start changing things around because that would be a very <laughs> cruel thing to do. That's very because you know next year. Just because anybody can change pages on Wikipedia, don't don't do that. Of course, this race was famously won last year by Ayrton Senna. <laughs> what? <laughs> or if you are if you do are going to do that, at least make me a Wikipedia page while you're there because I haven't got one. So and I want. Have one. you not got one? I oh, will do you one. No. Oh great! Podcast you. star Jack Nichols. Um, <laughs> this was the race where Racing Point had their brake duct problem, wasn't mm. it? I say was it wasn't it? It's on the Wikipedia page, but. Um, <laughs> Renault, Renault protested their, their hang on a minute hang on a minute Jack Nichols the Bishop of Sheffield has got a Wikipedia page yeah you like, right it's infuriating are you not one of the same no we're two of the difference I, I assumed you were uh, I assumed you were you were doubling up and just really successful um, and he's reti- yeah. he retired in 2008 come on Come That's on, Jack. I'm sure Wikipedia was Bishop wasn't of Sheffield. Even... Yeah. Well, isn't that about the time when your career started to take off, Jack? Hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay, I like this. Coincidence? Divine yes. intervention? I'm not saying that. That's for other people to say. Do you say. know what, Jack? I've got to say it. I've never seen you and the Bishop of Sheffield in the same room. 
<laughs> well, if Palmer's ever sick one week, I think we've got a new co-commentator. <laughs> um, anyway, racing tracing points more like with their copied brake ducts and entire car. It was just this year with a copied car, wasn't it? That kind of yeah. failed a bit, didn't really it? I mean, they that. did okay, mm. but... So what happened? Yeah, talk us through what happened, Terry. Well, at the start of the year, when they revealed the tracing point, everyone was like, oh my God, they might win the championship or they'll come second. And they they did all right, but they well, were they were super of, fast in testing, weren't they? But they did the same as they normally do. You know, yeah, slightly better with a win by luck and everything. But there was a lot of fear mongering at the start of the year that they were going to be like crazy good. And well, they were they just kind of good. They would have cruised to third had they not been docked a load of points for... Cheating. Doing whatever they did with the brake ducts. How did they? I can't remember what the details were of how they copied it. They, they had some and they copied them, but it, they copied them at the wrong time or something. They copied the insides, which they weren't allowed to see. But they could have done it if they'd have done it the previous season or something, or if they hadn't, they'd bought some off the shelf. But if they hadn't bought them off the shelf, then they could have traced them. But if they traced them, I don't know. It was some bollocks F one rule, basically. But they would have walked third place in the championship if they hadn't lost those points for that and. The British well, Grand Prix or, was where Renault first had a go. Or if they'd have had a decent second driver, they would have easily finished. You know, if they had someone who matched Perez's points. No, I'm serious. If they'd have had someone oh, who I thought you were talking about Perez. Perez's points haul. No, if they'd matched someone who'd matched Perez's points haul, they'd have been third, easy peasy, maybe even beating Red Bull, to be honest. For, for That's a bit of a stretch, but it's not too far of a stretch when you look at the points Albon got and the points Verstappen got. So I think it was a good year for Racing Point. If they'd had Perez and Hulkenberg all year, third in the championship, easy, maybe even second. Well, you see, you say that, but um, Stroll got to two podiums, two fourth places as well. Yeah, I do say that, but he got yeah, half the points of his teammate. But it's Where like air miles, isn't though, it? Wasn't he? Stroll did a couple of like air mile flights and got his free headphones, but the rest of the flights he <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> and you're just remembering going oh I got these headphones on an air miles but you're not seeing the thousands of pounds extra you spent on those flights uh, I didn't spend extra on the flights this one you don't, pay, you don't pay any more for the air miles you just get them and if you've got a card for every single airline you just accumulate no you just go with whatever airline you like and they all accumulate over time anyway this is such a 2020 conversation reminiscing about flying yeah uh, have I actually? When was the last? I'm trying to remember. When was the last time we all saw each other in the in the flesh? You guys had one race where you met up, and then promptly had to isolate because you thought you had coronavirus. <laughs> it was probably actually last. Year. Hang on, hang on. It was probably this time last year. The then, Christmas the, special. The Christmas one. Have it we not seen been. each other for a year? Well, did we? Did we saw each other in January, didn't we? I can't remember. We went to the pub in January. Oh, did, did we? we do a pre-season? Yes, pre-season. We did. Yeah. All right. So I've seen you guys once this year. Blimey. Do you remember seeing other people? Yeah, I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I'm a super spreader. Uh, <laughs> An asymptomatic super spreader. No, no, I've got symptoms as well. I'm just uh, walking into parties, <laughs> coughing. <laughs> Who wants it? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, but it's not. The 70th anniversary Grand Prix. And then we came back. Not Silverstone, though. This time we were at the 70th anniversary Grand Prix at Silverstone. It was beginning to make sense by now. Mercedes got blisters, Ricardo spun, and Haas ran out of tyres. Prediction update, Terry bet £5 to Trump's campaign that Steiner would be fired before the end of the season. That's kind of pointless, Ooh. seeing as Trump is already out. 
Have you got to give five quid to his campaign now? He's still got... Well, it depends if it's still... Or is he out? It's... <laughs> Hashtag stop so the steal. On. I said if Steiner wasn't fired, I would pay a fiver. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's because of you, he's back in for 2024, isn't he? <laughs> this is what's happened. Why did you think he would be fired? I don't fucking remember. I can't remember who <laughs> fucking Goethe Steiner is. Goethe okay. <laughs> Literally designed a T-shirt of him, which you can buy at our shop, ff1s.com forward slash shop shop shop. If you Google us, how to donate to Donald Trump on the first page, there's no link to donate to him. This is wow. actually quite interesting. Well, just give it to the Dogs Trust instead. I'm not having that cunt running the company. <laughs> this is weird. Okay, if you go to the donaldjtrump.com website, it says "Let's keep fighting." You can donate, and it gives you suggested donations, and the denominations are a hundred dollars, two hundred and fifty dollars. and then (laughs) (laughs) $33,900. I wonder what the limit was on on the system. What were you putting, a fiver? I'm guessing (laughs) $34,000. Do you really want me to do this? No. (laughs) No, please don't. Oh, thank fuck. Okay, (laughs) Dogs Trust. But you do owe a lot of money to the Dogs Trust now. I'll tell you what, I'll just pick a fucking dog. I'll pick a dog that looks the most... There's a dog called Max. Pick the dog that looks most like a Formula One driver or most like Nigel Mansell. Do what with it? Pay for it. Make it live. Make it it live. (laughs) (laughs) I've just put a screenshot of the dog that I'm going to sponsor in the chat. (laughs) Bloody hell, he looks like a psycho. He's called Charlie. He's a psycho dog. Right, Charlie's going to be the official... FF1S dog. He looks insane. <laughs> okay, you talk about the next Grand Prix. I'm going to make Brilliant. Charlie my friend. All right. Well, we've got a listener question, haven't we? Yes, we do, Phil. Well moved on. Mike Rigby says, very important questions. Silver Stun or Silver Stone? Seen or Sin? The latter is a Palmer pronunciation and it gets on my tits. Silverstone. Silverstone, Silverstone, Silverstone. I've noticed this as well with Palmer on on the BBC's Checker Flag podcast, which you can download and it's great. Quick plug, quick he'll, plug. Yeah, he always says sin instead of seen, so he'll be like, "Oh, you know, we've 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 seen this before this season with Alban or something like that." So apparently that irritates this man. Uh, and um, Stone, I, I always say Silverstone because I don't know why you would say stun because. You say you don't British say Stonehenge. Town. I mean, it's a British town. You don't pronounce it as it's spelt. Are you insane? Well, that's, that's true. like saying I, I live in yeah. Greenwich. I was born in Worcester. No, that's just not pronounced anything like the way it's spelt. Do we do we know that I was born in Worcester as well? Were you? Yeah, <gasps> Roxford Hospital. Oh, that's where I was born as well. Shut wow. up. Yes, we could be brothers, wow. except I'm ten years older than you. But apart from that. Yes, Apart from that, you're following in. Well, no, hang on. Brothers can, were... brothers can be older than each other. No, not that old. <laughs> you haven't met my parents. Oh. This That's is very right. lovely and everything, but Charlie is asking do I want to pay £1 <laughs> per week, £2 per week, or £5 per week? Have you got to subscribe to a dog? Is it basically if it's you like stop Netflix. donating, they kill him? <laughs> it's like Netflix. <laughs> Net dogs. <laughs> do you get updates on Charlie? 
Yeah, well, uh, well this will be this will be next year's content for the podcast. <laughs> I'm actually genuinely died, up to this. Like, my last dog's no. trust dog. What? I had a dog's trust dog called Spike, like in 2005, and I got a letter telling me he died. <laughs> Was it because you'd stopped donating? <laughs> so what happened when you when when he died? Did they stop taking the, your money, or were they like, do you want no, to just they said, do you want this dog called Bounty? You look like a right <laughs> dog. <laughs> In fact, I still remember the name. <laughs> wow, it's obviously hurt. Well, all right. Well, maybe we'll change it. If don't you know, don't send us beer. Send us money to keep Charlie alive. Send us money for Charlie. Wait, that okay, sounds wrong. I'm going to go two pound per week. That's pretty. I think generous. that's fine. How much is Pedigree Chum? Oh, well, we're not that's giving him good. Well, don't give him the good stuff. Never even no, met give him. Give it O'Brand. The Spanish Grand Prix. If you've forgotten what happened then, imagine the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, but around a different track. Jonathan Bentley said, I think it was one of the best seasons for a long time. The usual snorefest of Spain in, and Abu Dhabi aside, also proof that Monaco isn't needed. Ooh. Also, I, I cannot remember anything about Spain. Something must have happened that the, will spark the my The only memory. thing was Leclerc seemingly did two laps without wearing any seatbelts. Yes, oh. yes, he did, and apparently yes. that's, that was the that's only fine. thing in Spain. Yeah, that's fine. And you we can... had an argument about this. Remember, we we did, what? and we should have done it. We should have it again. Why was he no, not? Did he you... get any kind of sanction for that at all? Nope. Unbelievable. He drove around in a Formula One car in a race with no seatbelts on, and that's apparently fine. But no, we'll investigate Hamilton for trying to stop racism. Yeah, unbelievable. That is quite dangerous, though. I can see why. It's very dangerous. He should be <laughs> sanctioned to the fullest extent of the law. He should not be allowed to race for Haas next year. <laughs> I've got this confused. Um, there's not even a mention of that on the Wikipedia page. In fact, the Wikipedia page for the 2020 Spanish Grand Prix is so short. <laughs> to the point, you to the point, Zoom chat. To the point where there is absolutely nothing about the race at all it just goes qualifying and then race and there's no write-up at all which is quite unusual i refer you all back to the zoom chat where you can see my confirmation that we have just made a dog not die we saved a dog thank you 104 pounds yeah that's an awful lot of beer that you're not getting next year it's an awful lot of beer for a dog your dog terry I don't no, think that's how it works. This, no, this is how my, this is every time I make a joke about the dog's trust. This is me paying my dues. All right, well done. Oh, well and now one hundred and four pounds at Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather the dog ran America, if I'm honest. But um, look, can we Char- talk about Charlie twenty twenty four? Can we talk about Jonathan's comment about Monaco isn't needed? Because actually, yes. I think there's a good point there. We Monaco wasn't missed. I've been saying mm. this for bloody years. The only thing that's good about it is the first practice session where they go wanging through the, the swimming pool and you go, hey, look at that, that's cool. And then the novelty wears off and it's rubbish. Nah, They'll never on. get rid of we, it, though. They'll never get rid of we, it. We, we, Monaco's amazing. Monaco is... is okay, amazing. Historically and what the cars are doing and all of that is so cool. Here's my point. If we had 22 Epic Grand Prix... And the twenty third one was Monaco, and it was the thing that brought down the entire season. Then fine. wait a minute, Jack. A... Hold off a second. Hold off. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I've just seen the next page of the Dogs Trust website, <laughs> which says what happens next. 
and it says, A, we'll send you an email confirmation. B, we'll prepare your sponsor pack. C, we'll tell Charlie the good news. Oh, <laughs> That's nice. Can we get him renamed? <laughs> anyway, Monaco. In a world where no, we have Abu Dhabi it. and we have Sochi and we have Barcelona Scra- and we have yeah. other terrible Grand Prix, keep Monaco. Yeah. Like it's no, something a bit scrap different. All of like them. It, you know? Yeah, they can go down there and have a party. They can do a bloody time trial if they like. They could they could have a random one-off where they're all in go-karts. Put them all in supercarts at Monaco and send them around. That'd be a lot more fun. Be like Paris Bercy from Donkeys years ago where they all did a kart event. Do it at Monaco on the streets. Great. I'm all for that. Don't have a Formula One race there. It's boring. I was expecting Terry to back me up there, but I think he's still looking at dogs. To he's dogs. busy. He's Sorry, what? I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's just video calling me on my phone. We're just a little chat. No, we've got, <laughs> will you, just, will you put your trousers back on, for God's sake? But he asked. <laughs> he said sausages. <laughs> You've been groomed by Charlie the dog. It was quite an exciting race, but ended up with the old drab order. What happened? I can't remember. What was exciting? I don't remember it being exciting. What happened? Sergio Perez pitted at the end of lap 18 for new hard tyres. McLaren's Carlos Sainz Jr. suffered a para unit issue, which also damaged... On lap 10... I'm telling you, Belgium was bad. Coming out of turn 14 and crashed into the wall, one of the wheels detached from his car, which subsequently hit the front right suspension of George Russell's Williams, forcing both drivers Oh, that was a good crash, actually. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah that I forgot was, about that. Yeah, I remember that. Was that. Quite fun. Coming out of poo on. Was, f- was it Fania? Pardon? Out of Fania. Yeah, he pooed on himself. Then. <laughs> <laughs> the, trouble, the trouble I have with Spa is that I can never remember. I can remember some of the corners, but not all of them. I, cert- oh, I can remember well, poo. The- I didn't even know. F- Which one's Fania? That's the right left chicane, but they've they renamed the corners as well, which is very annoying. So it used oh, to be Stavolo one and Stavolo two, and now Stavolo two is actually called Curve Paul Frere, after the famous Belgian racing driver. So the the corner names change all the time. That's not even the best. Very annoying. Belgian racing driver. They should have. They Thierry should have gone Boutson, to, Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, yeah. No, he was no, he was Belgian. Was Gasho, Was Bertrand Gasho Belgian? Probably. Gasho classed Leto. himself as European. Gasho raced oh. with the European flag. Well, we'll have that's he a good did, fact. Didn't that he? is a good fact. Fuck. He'd Play be unpopular in Britain this year, wouldn't he? He'd be very unpopular. <laughs> yeah. This is the kind of thing we voted to get rid of. Bertrand Gasho. Down the with channel. the Belgian. Yeah, that was an interesting crash. Apart from that, this is the trouble with these with these newfangled tracks. Do you remember the old days of Formula One where it was like the top nine points count towards your championship? It was six, wasn't it? Top six? No, it was in the top nine races. They you could drop weird. a score, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you could drop the shittest. Yeah. yeah, you could drop the shittest ones. And I think it's like that. We've dropped the shittest ones from our memory and we go, you know, there was all these good yeah, races. Yeah, it's exactly. Did we just yeah. have a backloaded season there where the first one's all rubbish and then they got good towards the end? Or are we going to get to the end and go, actually, no, we've, we've thought about it. They were all crap. I think I think there's a, a good stash later on. All right, we'll, we'll find out. You but wait. We you wait, to... guys. Well, we're two hours in. (laughs) (laughs) The Italian Grand Prix. Pierre Gasly only went and won a very emotional Italian Grand Prix after his crappy stint at Red Bull and a tricky 2020. There was not a dry eye in the house. Basically, there was a red flag. Why was there a red flag? There was Uh, a red flag, as we can all remember, because... Why why, why, did someone have a 
crash? Something happened. Charles Leclerc crashed heavily after the restart at the parabolic oh. corner. Yes, he That's did. Right. Okay, so Leclerc crashed. There was a red no, flag so to fix the barrier, but Gasly and I think Stroll, Stroll was leading Gasly second because they hadn't pitted, right? So they were the two that didn't pit and also Raikkonen. So they were first, second and third. Stroll, Gasly, Raikkonen, I think, at the restart. And then Gasly passed Stroll because Stroll and then just won the Grand Prix, basically. I felt for Carlos Sainz in this race because he was running second. Hamilton got his penalty because he drove through the red light at pit entry That's and right. so science kind of should have won the race so i felt a bit sorry for science because he was like he was in second in the right position if anything goes wrong for hamilton but no that's like stroll at the um other race where perez won and in all the interviews he went i should have won that it's like oh stroll mate you shouldn't just made me realize that there was something else <laughs> at belgium that happened was that stroll crashed when he wasn't doing terribly uh, but it wasn't his fault. Didn't his, his tire let go? Didn't it in a sort of Fiat manner? I, he, uh, I think you're thinking of uh, Magello. Was it? Oh, I don't fucking know. Yeah, sorry. Oh, no, you're right. Actually, now you're thinking of it. Now, yeah, see, there's, is there a corner at Magello that's quite like? Yes, the corner? called Arabiata. Oh, yeah. That's the right. It was the one named after pasta. Yeah, which is just after al dente, and yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Not long before um, Annabella Weir. <laughs> what? Yes. Um, this was also the race where Russell almost scored some points, but then was then had a rubbish restart and lost them all. Was it not? Oh, story of his life. Yeah, he was never going to get another chance <laughs> of points, unfortunately. So uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> but yeah, everyone was like, "Oh, Gasly, brilliant!" Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's good for him, but it, it was it was a fluke. And it was also a, a wow. classic, a real vintage Bottas race as well. Do you remember on the opening lap where he, of the restart, I think it was, where he just went backwards. He got overtaken by like six or seven people and suddenly was in eighth place. I think it was the first lap of the Grand Prix. And then he just stayed there forever. Finished fifth because a few people had penalties, but not vintage yeah. from Bottas. Well, I think that's just proof that, it, you know, it's the car, isn't it? That That's why Hamilton wins, yeah. except he didn't yeah. win this one. Um, <laughs> that is quite a Bottas thing to do. He must be... Is he broken yet? I mean, we've been saying for the past two seasons that he must be quite broken. Or is he just... I think. I wonder if he's just accepted it now. If he's just like, yeah, I'm not going to beat He'll Lewis. Never, to whom it may concern Phil, Phil, <laughs> dear sir, madam, slash Phil, he will never accept it. Because he is... Because I think if there's any... Did anyone read the Damon Hill autobiography? that he wrote a few years ago which was uh, genuinely fascinating yes. I've got it but I haven't read it yet and I think Bottas is, is the kind of one that fascinates me most because it's not about going I won everything and I retired and I'm a world champion it's going I was doing really fucking well and then somehow I ended up coming second to the greatest racer of all time <laughs> which is fine but also shit and I'm never going to win a fucking championship because of that <laughs> I'd read that book is that what he said? Is that a word-for-word word Damon Hill quote? No, that's Bottas. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's, this is the thing that you... Where Formula One drivers are a bit different because you're sort of led to believe that every F1 driver thinks they're the best F1 driver and that they all think they're great and they all think they're the best. But then you compare that to other Golf. sports and you know like well like let's let's go for football shall we which i know is not a popular comparison but you will have players 
who are making a load of money playing football, but they play for Burnley or whoever. And so they know they're not the greatest footballer of all time. They know they're just a pretty decent footballer who gets some decent money and that's it. But for some reason, F1, we sort of are convinced that they all believe they're absolutely the best and could beat Hamilton in the same car on a given day. Yeah, where obviously that isn't car, true. But Bottas isn't, Bottas isn't playing for Burnley. I agree. He's playing for <laughs> no, but I, who's, who's, the, but, who's the top team this year? Leicester. Aston Villa. Aston Villa. Liverpool. Wolver- he's playing for Wolverhampton fucking Wanderers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, uh, He's playing for Bishop of Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're. I see what you're saying, but there's you there's, take my there's point. hundreds. There's hundreds, if not thousands, of top-flight footballers, whereas there's only twenty people every year make it into Formula One, uh, or sometimes Hockenberg, twenty-one or twenty-two 21. or twenty-three, as it's been this mm-hmm. this year. Um, so you've got to think if you do make it to that top echelon, you've got to be pretty handy. You'd think to yourself, or you've got lots of money. But, you know, as we've previously mm. discussed, having lots of money yourself or behind you is part of the game of being a good F1 driver. It's not enough just to be a good driver. You've got to have the politics, you've got to have the cash, you've got to have the business acumen, you've got to have the relationships with your with your team, you've got to be able to get into a good car to be able to show what you can do with it. But Bottas has somehow managed that little bit, but then he's just not very good actually in the car and he keeps making too much, too many mistakes, even though we know he's quick over one lap. Tuscan Grand Prix. Tuscany sounds like a nice place for a Grand Prix, but it was all about Bottas slowing down the field at the safety car restart and causing an accordion-style crash. Jason Riddle says, how tall is Jack Nichols? We never did find out. I think I'm about 190 centimetres, about six foot two or three, approximately. I don't, I've ne- like so I said, kind of... I've never actually measured myself. Are you taller than uh, George Russell? You've never oh, met George I, Russell, I, I have you? Think so. Fucking hell! No, <laughs> he doesn't even know who he is. I, I have met George Russell, but I don't remember. We didn't stand back to back. Oh, he was what's... just another vicar, though. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, okay. Have you met Yuki Tsunoda? No, but I know. You would I'm know taller. if you had. Okay, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing you meeting Yuki Tsunoda because he's so tiny. He's like. He's like Yoda. Brilliant. Um, Jack, is it offensive if I say you look shorter than you are? I'm trying to work out if that's a horrible thing to say. You look shorter than you are. No, I do. I get, honestly, I get a lot of people saying that I'm taller than they thought I would be. And I don't know what that means. I don't know what that is inferring, but I hear that a lot. Why? I guess you're in in proportion, I suppose. You don't look gangly. Let's draw down on that, yeah. Maybe <laughs> you've got a bit of a Napoleon complex, despite being six foot two. I don't know. <laughs> I do, I do, I, I, honestly, I have no answers. And whenever any, whenever anyone says, "Oh, you're taller than I thought you would be," you're like, "Well, what? Like what? Like as if people before they met me have thought, hmm, <laughs> I wonder how tall he's going to be. I'm going for five ten, and then they meet yeah. me. They go, oh, I was wrong.' Fair. Like I think who, I've do. never guessed anyone's think height about before I, I meet um, them." But is He's got it a, a very f- five foot nine voice, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> or is it a Formula yeah, One thing? Because, or, you know that how most celebrities and Formula One drivers are shorter very, than you'd very expect little. them to be yeah. when you meet them. So maybe you're just being dumped in that category where people think that because you commentate, 
you must be sure. Well, also, because when, when we see you on screen, for example, in the Formula E, a lot of the people that you've presented with are also quite tall. Like, Vernon Kay's quite a big lad. Vernon Vernon's very tall. And Dario's, Dario Franchitti's reasonably tall for a racing driver. Actually, Vernon's taller than me. So, yeah, so maybe that's maybe that's why. Maybe that's the... Maybe that's Maybe the that's answer it. in all of this. Alex Jakes no, is quite short. No, that wouldn't explain it because I've never watched Formula E. You have. Uh, Not the full it. coverage. <laughs> Would you watch a bunch of streams <laughs> of it or something? What? Uh, yeah. Anyway, Tuscany. Was this, this was the first new track, wasn't it? Um, yep. Was it a good race? Was it a good race? It well, wasn't a good race for Ferrari. The whole thing was weird, wasn't it? The whole Bottas slows the field down as he's right to do, then... They all crashed behind him. That was a bit weird. Did they? What was that? I can't remember. Oh, you know, he slowed down, and then the people at the back went too quickly. Then oh, yes. yes, 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 yes. No, that was a big old start of Belgium-style crash, wasn't it? In fact, that, that race, I seem to remember the race was notable mostly for people crashing. That and stroll crashing. Well, that's which, this, uh, did, again... That's the one the I was thing, trying to remember. Because on the opening lap... Verstappen crashed, didn't he? Because he got a slow, well, he got a good start. Then his engine died, and then he crashed with Raikkonen, and maybe yes. a Renault went flying into the gravel at uh, at turn three. Might have been actually, it might have been Magnus. It was Gasly, wasn't it? Anyway, no, yeah, yeah, that you might be right. And so then there was a safety car restart, another big crash, and then Stroll had his crash. But apart from that, it was a boring race. Hamilton beat Bottas. But there was all because I've. Now we've talked about it, I do remember this being a rather entertaining race, but it was mostly because of the crashes and not knowing what was going to happen as a result of it, rather than the track particularly. Because I remember before the race, we were looking at going, this is going to be a track where it's going to be fun to see everyone going around it, but there's going to be no overtaking and it might be quite boring. And then it wasn't quite boring. But was that just coincidence? Well, I think what you have is shit. Yeah, like, you guys are finally figuring it out. Like, um, (laughs) you... Like it wasn't. It wasn't. It had. It had highlights, of course. But the good thing about Magello was you had gravel, and you had things for people to hit. So when people had a moment, they did have a crash. And that. And when people made a mistake, Norris had a spin in qualifying. I think it was. Do you remember Russell's qualifying when he went into the gravel but kept it flat out and still out qualified yes. Latifi? How exciting was that? It was so good because we were because go- we were suddenly going to tracks and Imola was the same later in the year and Nürburgring was similar where if you made a mistake you, there was punishment and that's what made Tuscany exciting was watching knowing anything could happen at any point it wasn't going to be exciting because of the Hamilton, uh, the Hamilton Bottas fight because that got settled four years ago you know it's uh, <laughs> but it, you go to yeah. a track where something might happen and it's fast and exciting then it's just a bit more fun even if the race actually nothing happens it's true. We did forget that Hamilton actually won the 2020 title in 2016. Yeah, exactly. pretty much. It was in his contract. And Mercedes has <laughs> got a very good contract department. <laughs> the Russian Grand Prix. The season was in danger of getting too exciting. So we had a weird race in which Hamilton got some time penalties for practice starts and Bottas finally got his championship drive starting again. Daniel Eckersley said, Have you ever been properly told off for anything in commentary? The more random tangent, a risque joke perhaps, or is it always just a quiet move on from the producer? That's that to me or Jack. <laughs> that's, to, that's, to, that's to Terry. <laughs> no, I've never been properly told off. I've just been um, 
just been muted. I've never I've really been told that. off a huge amount. Eckersley is one. He sends BBC F1 on random tangents, actually. So he he would be the one to blame if 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 I had been told off. But no, no, we get a bit risk. But honestly, we get a bit risque on like free practice two when no one's listening, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> if the race is on Sunday afternoon on Five Live and it's like we're going to the football and then we're going to the tennis, I'm not going to start doing terry style gags well i'm not going to start doing co style gags because i'm trying to do amusing ones but like i you never oh um, yeah. nice try, oh. nice try. <laughs> ha 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 funny funny expect a you lot of c words in the next next free practice tried. <laughs> <laughs> how much have you given to the dog's trust jack yeah you fucking dog hating <laughs> <laughs> i have a dog like i don't just wow. pay for one oh, okay food. yeah lots lots of your oh. friends are dogs are they Oh, I was... <laughs> wow! It's going to be t-shirts. Um, Russia practice starts. That was a stupid bloody rule, wasn't it? What was the, what yes. was the deal that he Let's did him in the wrong place? Let's talk about what happened. He do his starts in the wrong place, which was a rule that actually, when we thought about it, he should have known, and the team should have known, but they didn't know, and they said he could do the starts, and he did the starts, and he shouldn't have done the starts. And he got penalties. Was that it? That was it, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, that summed up. Pretty much sums it up. Without these two penalties, without this penalty in Russia and without the penalty in Monza, and I know without this and without that is all ifs and buts and whatever, but without those two penalties, Hamilton would have won 10 in a row towards the end of the season. Like, that was the level of dominance. He is good. He's good. He's good at the Formula One. Who's Hamilton? He He plays Formula One very well. He's one of the best F1 players. Um, Jack, can you ever imagine a scenario where Lewis Hamilton would be in Formula E? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I can. It's it's a stretch, obviously. But I think if any sort of top F1 driver would do it, it would be him just because of his, you know, passion for the world and for, you know, electric mobility and for all of that kind of side to him. I can... In the same way that he's entered a team in Extreme E, I could I don't see it happening, but I could see it happening. Okay. If that makes sense. Put your money where your mouth is. If this happens, then I get your dog. <laughs> <laughs> if Hamilton an enters Formula E, you can have my dog. No. Oh yeah. right. That's it's we're gonna edit it round. Fine. 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 That was the, yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, what kind of dog have you got? <laughs> Is it like an enormous Great Dane that shits everywhere? No, it's a it's a little, well, not little, a medium-sized Labradoodle called Martha. Oh, okay. oh. oh it's oh. a lot shorter than I think your dog you'd have. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see I can't see Hamilton doing any other kind of racing after he leaves F1, with the possible exception of the Indy Five Hundred. No, or I don't. Nas- or NASCAR. I, I, don't, I could no, see him doing NASCAR. No, I don't see that. I don't see that. I could see it. I'd be like, yeah, because no. he loves America. He'd go to America and do some American things. No, I don't, he doesn't like that kind of America. He likes Ponzi fashion America, not real America. Not <laughs> Ponzi Trump th- America. NASCAR. I mean, I don't follow <laughs> yeah, America says, that says NASCAR's Trump pretty Ponzi fashion, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I funneled my Trump donations through the Dogs Trust. <laughs> Charlie the dog is a massive racist. It's just a front, isn't it? Uh, 
Anyway, did anything else happen at Russia apart from um, Bottas won? Was this the one where he did the? Yeah. Was yeah, yeah. Concern, dear sir or madam, with regards to my previous letter, <laughs> I'm sorry for the tardy response, but I lost a lot of races. <laughs> yes. Reference number six two one three nine. Well, this is what I don't. This is what I didn't understand about that race with Bottas was that Hamilton took pole position. Okay, he had to. He was starting on a less good tire because. He had a lap time deleted in Q2, then there was a red flag, and it was all a bit of a faff. So he was on a worse strategy, but he took pole position. He was leading the Grand Prix, and then he had to serve his time penalty. And then Bottas is like, yeah, take that. I'm a hero. But he didn't really beat him. So that reaction to me was really, really odd. Yeah. It was just a bit sad and pathetic, really, wasn't it? But doesn't it say a lot about the driver mentality of you have to believe in yourself and maybe his coaches are going, come on, you're the best driver in the world. But then when he says it on the radio, his coaches are going, no, don't say it. (laughs) (laughs) Inner voice, inner voice. Uh, Well, you know, never mind. At least he, at least he, at least he won one, another one. Was that the only other one he won? He won the first one and he won that one. Was it another one? That was it, wasn't it? Oh, wow. He got a lot of seconds and a few thirds. So he got one, two, That's three, so four, him, five, six, six second places, three thirds, two wins. Hang on, but didn't Verstappen get two wins? Yeah, he won the same amount as Verstappen. Oh, that's poor, that isn't it? That is shit. Mm. That is shocking. Isn't it? The Eiffel Grand Prix. Not held anywhere near the tower, the Eiffel Grand Prix was actually held on the Nürburgring and Bottas qualified on pole only to retire from the race and earn Hamilton his record equaling 91st win, which meant, as per the FIA rules, Schumacher's son had to present his father's disappointment. <laughs> Who wrote that? Well, you wrote Terry. it, didn't you, Chica? Which meant, as per the FIA rules, Schumacher's son had to present his father's disembodied head on a plinth. <laughs> the Eiffel Grand, back at the Nürburgring. When was the last time? It's been a while since we were at the Nürburgring, wasn't it? They've given him um, Ayrton Senna's helmet. Like, Lewis Hamilton's trophy cabinet is just a bunch of just heads. <laughs> yeah, he's like the, uh, the... Is it the Highlander? Like, in the end, there can be only do you one. Think he, it's do you think he keeps them all? Or do you think he's... You know... Does anything with them, or do he hands them over? No, I think he keeps I think, them. I think I think, I think race-worn helmets from Ayrton Senna and Michael Schumacher, you wouldn't give those away. They'd be on and the shelf somewhere. he sticks his dick in the visor. <laughs> no! I nice would. jumble sale. Lovely. No, I, I mean, they'd be, on, they'd be on the shelf. If you had to fuck a helmet, would you go through the <laughs> visor or the neck? <laughs> <That's fun. laughs> I'm not. Say problem. I'm not. Well, that's that's a question for Jack, I think. Uh, the little um, the drinks tube. <laughs> oh, Jack, bless you. <laughs> the little straw. <laughs> it was also a classic Bottas leading the Grand Prix. Hamilton pressured him into a mistake, locked up. Hamilton took the lead, an overtake on the track for the race lead, which was quite exciting, really. It was, it, but it was classic Bottas bottling it, wasn't it? Bot- Bottas lilling it, yeah, as he is wont to do. Um, and in the end, what happened to him in the end? He retired. Oh, his, his, his engine died anyway, didn't it? His power unit went. 
Dear Mercedes Benz at Bricksworth. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Andy Carroll, I know you're serving your notice, but what the fuck? <laughs> Ricardo got on the podium and forgot that the shoey was like the thing that people remember him for. Good. Um, what did you guys think of the whole abitable tattoo thing? Did you find that highly amusing? Well, or just it was very actually, boring quite quickly. Actually, I think I seem to remember we quite liked it because it served as good publicity for the show because we were also running our Formula One tattoo uh, theme yep. at the time. As someone who got a tattoo this year, I was <laughs> annoyed at Abitables taking all the fucking publicity for F1 yeah. based tattoos. But we did, you know, yeah, they say no publicity your, is bad it, publicity. What was your tattoo? I can't. It was quite good, wasn't it? Did you just look at the wrong hand? <laughs> <laughs> Look, no, but d- describe, I've got a whole bottle of fucking wine. Jack's not on the screen. So, for anyone who has a whole bottle of wine, everyone. No, um, it's the... it's quite simple to describe, Terry. You can do it quite quickly. Okay, it's like a fucking zebra crossing. <laughs> it's it's an abstract and admittedly slightly wonky version of the Marlboro barcode they used to use. Oh in the 80s yes, I remember when yeah. they couldn't say Marlboro. Why is it why is it wonky? Did you Very did cool. you not pay good money for it? I think the tattooist friend of mine isn't as oh, good as I thought she was. Because I, I showed it to another friend who loves tattoos and went, "Oh, that's pretty shit." And I was like, "Uh, what? But this is on my skin forever." Well, you know, you, it's quite small, so you can have a cover up. Um, maybe some buzzing a hornets. Nice maybe I can just wear a watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or a watch. Yeah. Um, it would have to be a, a watch brand from an F1 team of some sort. Hublot. I can beat up Bernie Eccleston wow. for his. Oh, well, you'll, yeah, you'll need a bit of money for one of them. They're quite pricey. Portuguese Grand Prix! Another wacky race on the calendar because it could. The front runners all started the race on the wrong tyres and it almost looked like it'd be a, could be another crazy race. But as sure as oil and water separating the podium was Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen. Charles Moussard said, great to go to different circuits. Portugal was a highlight with Bahrain too close behind. And then Boyd George's performance there was the driving highlight. Driving low light was Bottas's performance in Turkey. Despite all this, F1 has decided back to normal next year. 23 races, you guys are going to be busy. Merry Christmas, everyone, and thanks for the insight, swearing and laughs. Can we just have a question about 2021? Because... You're going to quit here live. It's not going to be a full fucking year when COVID is as fucked as it is right now. Well, it depends how effective the vaccines are, I guess. The vaccines aren't going to come in anytime soon. Well, they will will for F1, aren't they? Because they're bloody loaded. They've probably all got them already. They've probably got spares. No, 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 no. I think next year is going to be similar to this year. It's going to be fucked. Jack, opinions? It's hard to see how they can pull off the calendar they have planned for next year without any troubles, considering the way that COVID is at the moment. I do entirely agree. But at the same time, you think this was the year COVID was well, not invented, obviously, because it's COVID-19. But you, you, this was the Pandemic. year that it took hold. <laughs> <laughs> this was the year it took hold and they still did 17 Grand Prix and that was, you know, with the first with some of them all being at the same track and all of that I think you'd have to 
I'd be surprised if we don't get pretty much a normal season next year. I think you're right, yeah. there'll be a few oddities here and there, but if they can do 17 this year, they can obviously do more next year, logistically. Financially, it's a different question, but logistically, I think it's doable. Controversial opinion, 17 is still too many. If they'd taken out the double-ups and made it like 12 races, one a month, perfect. 17 in whatever it was, three months or whatever it feels like, was too many. I think 17 over the season would have been fine. But um, I'm all in favour of them mixing it up. I mean, Portugal was a great example of a track that is awesome and I didn't really ever think would get F1, but it was a really good race. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And there was some talk that they might possibly, because there's a TBC race next year, isn't there? There's some. I did hear some unsubstantiated rumours that they uh, they might be considering Portugal for that. What made you think that Portugal was a good race? Because the first cool lap was track. crazy. Science took the lead. Yeah. It was a cool track. Yeah. Once Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen were back first, second, and third on about lap ten. Maybe it was rubbish, but I do remember that I really liked the track, and really cool it track. Was good. Don't deny it. Do you think football fans are like this? Like, if you just said what happened on Saturday, the fifteenth of April, versus Man United. Like, oh. probably. No, I think they'd know. Football fans just know stuff, don't they? They just just throw things out there like, ooh, so and so. I do. This was that's exactly how it is. This was the race where the tires were weird, wasn't it? This was the race where the the faster cars yeah. on the tires, faster cars on the tires, as opposed to the cars that weren't on the tires. <laughs> the car, the cars, at, the faster cars. Their tyres didn't work to start with, so the slow cars overtook them, and then it all sort of worked yep. its way out during the race. Is that right? Yeah. So the obvious lesson here is that we should mess around with the tyres some more. Yep. Go to new tracks, mess around with the tyres. That's what F1 needs to do. Done. The Emilia Romagna Grand Prix is the only Grand Prix in history to be named after Emilio Estevez. The F1 circus went back to San Marino and no one died. It was a drab Mercedes Verstappen 1-2-3 podium and George Russell crashed during the safety car. Oh, End of his career. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not he's not getting back from that, is he? Imola's a good track, isn't it? Was this a good race? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I'm thinking anymore. Was it a good race? In my mind, well, it was any a good race. race that ended up with Mercedes one, I'm going to call Mercedes one two three, which is Mercedes Bottas Verstappen. <laughs> That's the kind of but it wasn't finish. It wasn't. It wasn't Verstappen. It was Ricardo again. Got another one. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Verstappen, Verstappen was. Retired. Verstappen got a, a puncture, didn't he, at the second chicane into the gravel, oh, and that's what yeah, brought out the the safety car. I don't remember. Yeah. And that's when Russell crashed it under the safety car. Decent Grand Prix. Obviously Hamilton beat Bottas but Verstappen was he, Verstappen was showing those kind of he's in the fight kind of hints by Imola that, that he then showed obviously at the end of the season so it was decent from that point of view but again just another great track and Kvyat finished fourth which was quite impressive oh yes he did he saved his career <laughs> yeah would well, remember we had that crazy um, restart and oh and Albon spun didn't he on the restart when they were all fighting over Sort of third, I mean, that could fourth, be, fifth that position. That could be any race. That could be any race this year. Jack, yeah, I haven't narrowed it down. Spun. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that being a good one. I think we're into the good ones now. <laughs> Our podcast is better than other podcasts because you guarantee Missed Apex by this point of their <laughs> season review, they've had a break and they've checked Wikipedia. They've looked at YouTube. <laughs> WTF one? They were there with all their money. <laughs> Checkered flag. You know, you've you've got. 
runners giving you the information. Us, we just go, can't fucking remember. I remember, for some reason, I decided to spend my Sunday watching the Grand Prix, even though I've got better shit to do. Have you? And vaguely, I remember it was okay. It was good. All good. Yeah, that's a good one. I've got... What better, we haven't got anything better to do. It's 2020. You can't do anything. Can't go anywhere. Can't see anyone. The Turkish Grand Prix. They went back to Turn 8 Grand Prix and Lance Stroll got pole position. Do you remember that happening? I'm not convinced it did. Either way, in a wet-dry race, he strolled to ninth place and a grumpy-looking set of interviews. Paul Hinton said, actually, it was a great season. Even despite Abu Dhabi, random tracks like the Bahrain Oval, the Turkish ice rink made this a really unique season. Not to mention the driver swaps and substitutions. Next year, with basically unchanged cars and back to tracks like Monaco and Paul Ricard for the usual snooze fest, I think we'll look back on this season as a classic. This, this was a good one. And the reason this was a good one was because none of the cars had any grip at all and it was great. So that's another lesson for next year and future years is resurface every track just before the race. And that's why they didn't have any grip. Yeah, probably. And wasn't there a thing that the track was owned by like a car park or something? It was owned by a car park? <laughs> what? It was something like that. Hang on, hang on. Okay, no, I've no idea what you're talking about there. But while you're Googling it frenetically... Um, oh, is it because it was called the City Park Turkish Grand Prix and yes. that's what you've thought of? Yes. A City Park <laughs> a car park company, is it? I think so. You can't Turkish I mean, Grand Prix was a, was a... It was a modern classic, I have to say. Turkish Grand Prix. Yeah. Absolutely vintage Formula One racing. For all the wrong reasons, that- probably, but <laughs> Hamilton's drive to win the title was... Super, really, really super. That's right. Hamilton lapped Bottas, didn't he? Who was having a bit of a shit yep. one, admittedly, but still getting lapped in the, the the car that everyone can win in. The fact that everybody was sliding all over the place. The drama. Was this the one at the end where Leclerc dropped two places on the last corner and Vettel got a podium? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vettel it? got a podium. Yeah. Yeah. Perez. Perez was there and thereabouts, showing that oh, maybe we should keep an eye on him. Uh, it was strolling it? the one, first half of the Grand Prix after taking pole. Lance Stroll, he's good, isn't he? Or is he? He's sometimes good, but not often enough. And then, yeah, then he's rubbish. Um, he's not good on his tyres. That's the trouble. See, say what you like about Sergio Perez. He's very good on his tyres. Um, oh, so good. Was this was this the best race of the season? Might have been. Yeah, com- comfortably, I think, in, to my mind. All right, yeah, we're definitely into the absolute bangers now. This is a backloaded season where all the early ones were a bit rubbish and we were just sort of carried no, along by just, the novelty just, of it. Just, yeah, okay. Just wait till the next then, one. Horrific. Stone Cold Classics now. Back-to-back smashes. The Bahrain Grand Prix. Yes. A race marred like the Armco Barrier by Roman Grosjean's humongous fireball. A shocking reminder of how far safety has come in F1, but also how racing boots need to be strengthened. (laughs) Alan David said, Big shout to all of the marshals this year, still volunteering to keep F1 running under incredibly difficult conditions. Sadly, I wasn't able to marshal this year at Silverstone, but those who did had to work under very restrictive conditions and much lower numbers than usual. And a note on the Grosjean fire, those first marshals on scene were wearing highly melty, flammable Kers gloves, 
whereas normally you would wear fire-resistant gloves, such as welder's gloves. Very hard to get close to a fire rubber gloves and not time to switch. They still did their best, though. This is fascinating insight. Yeah, this is the kind of thing that yeah. you uh, subscribe to us for. Hmm. Do you know Melty, about these, Jack? They Melty gave gloves? Them rubber gloves? Marigolds? I, uh, I was... Um, I marshaled for two or three years at the uh, oh. before I was a commentator. So yeah, I've done. I've never actually had to attend to a fire, but marshal training every year in the sort of freezing February at Snetterton, you do training and you have all the fire sort of proof-ish overalls and gloves <laughs> and stuff like that. So yeah, that's what you want. Like as in, it? you're not fire like a full-on. You're not in like a. F- no, but you know what I mean. You're not. I don't know the actual materials, but you're not in like a full firefighters uniform you know but you are in something retardant clothing so was the, was the, was Grosjean in, in in i mean obviously Grosjean was well he was very unlucky in one way but quite lucky in another was he lucky in that what appeared to be at least one genuine fireman was right next to his crash um because there was there was I a marshal but i'm I sure th- i saw somebody in full fire gear yes but i think he's i think he's out of that before they really start putting the fire out. I think he's already climbed out of the car before they start putting the fire out. And whilst there's great testament to safety here for Grosjean, I think there are more safety failures for me than there were safety successes because the barrier should not be... (laughs) The barriers should not be, like, splitting in two like that. And Mm. the car should not be blowing up in... A car blowing up like that hasn't happened in my lifetime in Formula One. Not since 1989, yeah, Gerhard Berger, has that happened. Like, I think yeah, he was no more... one should be steering right on a straight. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't disagree with that. But what, what normally would have happened there, what you would have expected to happen is Grosjean has quite a big crash. Hits the barrier and we all go, Roman, what was he doing? He's driven into Kvyat and now he's had a big crash. And he'll Classic hop out. Grosjean. So how it came to the yeah like how it came to the result where the car blows up and he's wedged and his life saved by the halo because he's split two pieces of armco is that's sort of the scary bit that that was allowed to happen in mm. my mind well it's, it's the 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 armco is the big thing isn't it the reason the car split in half and caught fire was because of the ridiculous amount of stress on the middle of the car because the front had got wedged and come to a dead stop from 100 and whatever miles an hour it was mm. and it just ripped the back of it and obviously you know any kevlar bag tank in the world isn't isn't going to be able to to survive that um but you you were saying earlier that the race was boring but from from an entertainment point and with with the absolute um repetition that we're only saying this because grosjean was okay the, the the explosion made for a I almost hesitate to use the word entertaining, but it was sort of captivating. Captivating race weekend. Yeah. Because even during the race it was boring, I, but nobody was really thinking about the race anyway. Yeah, no, I think that's 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 very true. But but as as I say, once the race started again, nothing happened. But no, uh, but, but it was just yeah. background it was background while everyone was just thinking about the uh yeah. thinking about no, the race and going no, on Twitter and point. looking at replays of it and, and you know, waiting for an update on how he was doing and all that kind of stuff. It was sort of it was background music, it was lift music racing. And there yeah. was another fire later on. Ooh. Perez. Was, uh, Perez Perez caught fire. And then we had the suicidal marshal running across a live track to put out the world's smallest fire. Um but that was about it really. 
But never mind. Bahrain's always boring. Yeah. <laughs> or is it? The Sakir Grand Prix. On paper, this was an awful idea. Might as well have had all the cars going around a Tesco's car park. But it was one of the best races in history. Everything happened. Hamilton didn't even show up, slacker. George Russell got his big chance and Mercedes kept ruining it. And then after all that, Sergio Perez won a race. Adam Ford says, It's great to see Russell with a chance to show how good he is in a top car. Bottas better hope Hamilton retires soon. If push comes to shove... Mercedes will dump Bottas to keep Russell. Bottas will never win a championship unless someone poaches Russell and Hamilton retires. And Ben Temple asks, has anyone mentioned that it's Hamilton's car that makes him win and not the driver? Ooh, no, nobody's mentioned that, actually. That's, that's an, interesting, mm. uh, an interesting proposition. We'll have to think about that. It was a belter, wasn't it? Was this the second best race of the year? Because if I remember, the yeah, first, I would, I would the first so. half of it wasn't actually that interesting. He says, trying to remember, even though that was literally like last week or whatever it was. Russell um, Russell was pulling away from Bottas and holding a sort yeah. of two or three second, might have been a bit more than that, three or four second advantage. And then that was it. And the pit stops came and that should have been, the race was done. The race was won for Russell, to be honest, before that, before the safety car at the end. Because we should, we should. If, if, if anybody's, if anybody's listening to this to find out what happened at F one, then a, what the hell are you doing? But b, <laughs> Hamilton wasn't there because he'd caught the COVID. Uh, so Russell had got his, Russell had got his big moment, and looked like he was going to absolutely smash it. Because I, I said on the pod, like, if he gets anywhere near Bottas, he'll be doing very well. And he almost got pole, only missed out by a fraction of a second, and then just romped away from the start. Other than the novelty of that, it wasn't that exciting for the first half of the race. But then... That's pretty exciting, though. Well, it was, but only from... Oh, look, he's still in the lead. Oh, 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 look, he's still in the lead. But then some pits. <laughs> and then, the, But then cometh the hour, cometh Jack Aitken to fuck everything up. <laughs> Jack Aitken, of course, being George Russell's replacement. In George Russell's car, which he fr- promptly bent in front of him I like Jack Aitken now Jack Nicholas do you know Jack Aitken Uh, no I would say actually you know what I would say I don't know Jack Aitken I don't think I've ever met Jack Aitken to be honest with you oh Jack Nichols, you should know Jack Aitken because he's a nice guy and I like what because we're both called Jack I don't know the Archbishop of Sheffield (laughs) yeah but my granddad was called Jack and I've got a nephew called Jack I've got a, a lot of nice feelings towards people called Jack yeah Anyone called Jack can't be uh, can't be a bad person. Just ask Victorian London residents. <laughs> <laughs> but his, his real name wasn't Jack. That's the point, wasn't it? We don't know. They we don't said, know who he is. Oh, how can we again. make this? How can we make this horrific murderer seem slightly more palatable to the public? We'll call him Jack after that lovely guy who does the Formula One commentary. <laughs> <laughs> My fucking chair's broken again. Oh, for fuck's sake! Anyway, point being, Aitken crashed, safety car comes out, Mercedes do a safety safety car pit stop, and they put... Mm-hmm. Oh, they just have a real old mess-up, really, don't they? They put the wrong tyres on Russell's car, Bottas doesn't even get to change his tyres, and then it wasn't all over, because they dropped down, and then Russell overtook Bottas. That was mega, actually. Russell overtaking Bottas, coming up into mm. turn, what was it, seven and eight, was, was really, one, really awesome. Oh, no, that's right, it was round the outside into the... yeah through On the, the little... restart, yeah. The I mean, new little was twisty the, bit, which that was, was great. That was the death of Bottas, wasn't it? That was, we'll look back and that was the end of his career. 
Yeah, I think you're right. I think that was the moment we thought. He's just no. been overtaken round the outside by uh, by a replacement who's only just jumped in the car for the first time, and he's been in it for three years. But um, we did. I don't think we talked much about the actual track, the really short track in our in our race podcast. But I thought it was really good. It makes you wonder why they bother with all those corners in Formula One, doesn't it? <laughs> they well, should just race the, on like this. Is the, this is honestly. I think Terry's absolutely right. It's really, really strange. What what do we want? And this is something that I always... Uh, I'm going to have a bit of a ramble here. But I wonder if the FIA have a plan for this. Like, what do we actually want from racetracks? Because if we want racetracks where you can overtake all the time, just do ovals. Just do, like, long straights and hairpins. Or do we want racetracks that are difficult for drivers? Or do we... But all, the, all we seem to get, the, these days is tracks like Abu Dhabi where the drivers don't like it and you can't overtake and it's like well, what's the point then like what's what is the so what what is the purpose of a racetrack what do we want do we want a calendar of places like Sakir outer track where you have five corners and just some straight lines in between is that what we want as Formula One fans genuine question Terry yes we all know that a difficult track is hard for them to do but the problem is when you're watching it on telly it doesn't look hard but the trouble the trouble is though I think before they address the tracks they need to sort the cars out because it could well be that some of these tracks are actually really good if you can have cars that aren't so aerodynamically reliable and can get anywhere near each other in race anyway so was good uh, oh, shit, so Perez won, didn't it? Perez yeah. won, and it was kind of overshadowed <laughs> by the fact that <laughs> that Russell didn't win, but should it? he won all our hearts? He really is the Princess Diana of racing drivers. <laughs> That's not going to end well, is it? Dear, oh dear. Yeah, looking forward Don't to the French Monaco, Grand Prix, <laughs> uh, France, Paris, wasn't it? Not I was thinking more the tunnel Paris. aspect. Right. Okay. Thought you were mixing Don't drive up. in France, Paris, or yeah. anywhere with a tunnel. I thought you were confusing us. No, it's good Ocon to get really, really down right. into the yeah. details of, of what you of what you mean here, Terry. I think it's really <sighs> crucial. Also, we're... don't marry Al Fayed. <laughs> He's not good for you. But then again, Charles is going to cheat on you. I mean, uh, I don't know. Leclerc. Beware of. Yeah, don't marry Charles Leclerc. He'll cheat on you with Flavio Briatore. <laughs> oh. Oh, <laughs> anyway, well, we are, oh, we are a details podcast, so um, yeah, Perez. I yeah, think Perez won. Briatore is the F one equivalent to Al Fayed. Just saying. <laughs> okay, we'll delve into that. Never. And actually, thinking about it, Bottas is Camilla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't like where this is going. It's where it's gone. Are we, we going to do, we gonna do a, a The Crown and Drive to Survive crossover podcast? Olivia Coleman plays JJ Leto. <laughs> Have you watched the recent The Crown series? No. 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 Oh, well, no, I hate Britain. Well, then move on. Oh, no, make this an entertaining anecdote. It's the really boring. So, you know how I do all the fake commentary on Drive to Survive? Well, there was fake a guy commentary. in The Crown doing fake. Whoa. <laughs> And they, what, 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 what? Fake commentary, what's this? Um, what do you mean fake commentary? You mean they don't edit your actual thing? They make you go into a recording studio and pay you for it? Is that what you're saying? I don't know if I'm allowed to reveal this now. <laughs> um, I mean, we all knew. <laughs> okay, fine, because I'd never go, and the race is underway. Who's going to win the battle for seventh on the rundown to turn really? one? You know, that isn't true. Well, that's, but That's like your catchphrase, isn't it? 
And it's lights out, and who's going to finish? (laughs) (laughs) Abby Dabby. Nothing happened. Max Verstappen won, but when he got out of the car, he realised that all the other drivers had gone home out of utter boredom. Adam Forward said, Dumping Albon for Perez was the right move. Albon has consistently underperformed compared to Verstappen, who I appreciate is freakishly talented, and Perez has regularly beaten him in an arguably inferior car. Sad to see because Albon's such a nice guy. But you know what they say about nice guys, except Daniel Ricciardo. What do they say about nice guys? Big penises. <laughs> Is that so what they not, say? Not Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> Small penises. It's something about penises. I think okay. it's they never win. Oh, is it? Oh, oh it's not about penises. <laughs> we need We're to talking specifically changes. racing driver nice guys. Right. Not nice guys in general. I don't know. Maybe, well, I, I, it doesn't sound right that they never win. It's... But nice guys finished last, we, but maybe that could also be a sex thing. I don't know. Damon Hill was nice. Yeah, a legend in the sack. I'd well, quite Damon. like to see Damon. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd like to have sex with Damon Hill. Because there'd be well, a long conversation after for the, um, Okay, question to everybody. New, new Year's season, Which yeah? driver would you most like to have sex with? Not for fancying reasons, but for kind of psychological reasons. <laughs> uh, psychological Vettel. reasons. Oh, you went in there straight away, so to speak. (laughs) I find find Vettel a very interesting person. I think he's a really, really interesting... If that's what we're talking... I can see that, actually. about subsequent pillow talk, I think Vettel (laughs) The mind rather than the body. (laughs) (laughs) No, I can see that, actually. He's quite a fascinating bloke. It's just not a very good driver at the moment. But maybe he just needs a loving relationship with Jack Nichols <laughs> I think of the current crop ooh I don't know does it have to be a current F1 driver or can it, can it be I think any? so maybe Ricardo because in the morning it would be like oh that was funny and then it would be fine I think I'd go with Stroll you'd oh, well, Stroll or just go for the money no, 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 no. I think I try and convince him not to be a Formula One driver <laughs> in the morning. This is not what you want, mate. I think my, but what are you going to say? Like, my why don't we run part of this conversation... <laughs> I think we've had this conversation every year. The last three years <laughs> I've been a guest on the Christmas podcast. <laughs> but every year, Terry forgets. <laughs> because I swear that they'll, in a minute, someone's going to do a joke about Sergio Perez, how he'll last for ages and something like oh, that. Oh, we will. And that point, <laughs> right? Uh, Sergio Perez, though, he uh, would last for ages. He would, he would. I tell you what, Terry, have you ever seen a picture of Pascal Wehrlein? Don't remember who. Oh, he, I think you'd like him. Gasly looks like a Disney bird. <laughs> All right, oh, fuck off, Jack. I'm not, I'm not coming to your fucking job going, oh, it's lights out and away we go. Come on. <laughs> no, but come on, get some new material. I haven't said Gazzy looks like a bird for a year. <laughs> but he does, though. Oh, a race winning bird. <laughs> suck my balls with that comment he made 20 years ago. <laughs> anyway. Come on, guys, we're so near the end. Abu Dhabi happened and it was really boring. Oh, uh, I don't care. What, one final thing. Okay, there was a prediction update that Phil was going to give £1 to Batty Cat's home if Perez and Stroll 
have both had a podium by the end of the season. Yeah, I did notice that actually. And I'm trying to send a file to you, but it's not working for some reason. And I've broken Zoom. Bearing in mind, Phil, despite what's come before, it's a quid. I've just given £104 to the Dogs Trust. So you've said how much you'd like to donate one pound, and they've said they only don't accept donations of more than two pounds online. Yeah, so I can't do it. I'm afraid. Sorry. So you're saying you can't do it. I have yeah. just given a hundred and four pounds to the dogs trust. Yeah. And you can't give. Yeah. Two pounds to the cats people. I don't even like dogs. I'm in, a cat in fa- person. In in my defence, Terry, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Why did you give a hundred and four pounds to the dogs trust? Because I'm a nice guy. I've, I've arsehole on wine. Look, <laughs> on my fucking own. Now we get to the number of it. because of COVID. Charlie, the, the Springer Spaniel's not going to sleep with you. Doesn't matter how much money you give him. Well, actually, maybe you might. Him. Well, I just want him to look at him me with was... loving eyes and oh, okay. say that I'm worthy. It's all for I the pillow talk, is it? Yeah. I love you, Dad. <laughs> okay. Uh, You've got I'm... that, Phil. You've all had right. a kid this year. <laughs> All right, I'll give. Wanna, uh, she's not. She's not been saying that. All right, I'll give two pounds to the cats home. Thank you. All right, fine. Doubled it because I'm a nice guy. So that was it. That is 2020, and all of this brings us to man of the match of the year of driving of this season.
Nico Hulkenberg. That is it from us. It is goodbye to Phil Tromans. Goodbye. We haven't had to, we haven't really had time to talk about Nico Holkenberg. Did we even mention him apart from in my man of the match of driving thing? He did a couple of races. Barely even mentioned it. Oh well. Yeah, but he was shit. Next. And to Terry Saunders. We also haven't mentioned um Bertrand Gasho. We did. JJ Leto. Yeah. Thierry Bootson. Oh yeah. Yeah, fair. Eddie Cheever. Good. There we go. Sorry, Eddie. And to Jack Nichols. We haven't had time to mention Pietro Fittipaldi, who I thought was going to be absolutely awful, but he was all right. Yeah, I think we mentioned that on the podcast, that he, did, he didn't crash, and that's good. Cause, and he managed to get around he the, was, he the was, lap without his neck falling off. And he was pretty close to Magnussen in the end. I was, like, honestly, pretty, pretty impressed. We'll be back in 2021 if we survive the winter. But in the meantime, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for F1 sake and follow us on Twitter at for F1 sake. And a huge, huge thank you to Carfection for supporting the podcast this year. Tell them you love them by checking out our latest recommendation. These guys broke into a toy store and built a racetrack. There is a link to watch it in the show notes. You can buy anything and everything with ff1s on it where can you do that terry it's weird isn't it at the end of the year thinking that we made some designs at the start of the year and then we didn't make any designs despite every episode <laughs> still going there's a t-shirt in that but we never got around to it anyway if you want to buy some really outdated stuff like stoffer ruffle t-shirts <laughs> ff1s.com he nearly had his chance forward slash shop terry this is our chance to make the final pennies of the year here yeah. <laughs> And I, why haven't we made anything? Um, like, uh, do, we, if we, do we need to get in touch with the graphic designer? Yeah, I'm, oh, I, I I've been know. busy. I've been really busy. <laughs> Thanks for listening. See you next year. Have a lovely Christmas. Happy Cheekers. Goodbye. Goodbye. And thank you, Jack. Bye. <laughs>